0: You're not gonna believe the amazing questions we have on this episode of Ask. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome once again. This is Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie. We answer questions about Bible, faith, and life that you submit. CornerstoneBV.org media page drop down. Ask. Put it in. Leave your name. Don't, and we'll answer them. We definitely need your questions. Well, today we have some really good ones. As I already said, the first it says, "Can you explain what theological triage is, and how it, and or how it does not apply to our daily lives?" So. Theological triage, Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary, is given credit for this metaphor. It's an, actually an interesting concept. If you think about uh, medical triage, it's about assigning order of care based on what is more critical issue. So, if your hand hurts, you're going to have to wait for the person who's bleeding out, right? Alright, maybe not that extreme. Uh, but so, in spiritual triage, Moeller assigns certain doctrines and categories of importance. There's categories that we are... we die on the hill, so to speak, and don't even believe you can be a Christian without knowing or believing. Then there's really important ones that are so important that, well, we tend to separate over them, like baptism or the Lord's Supper or other things that might separate denominations. Finally, there's other categories, things that we disagree on but we don't think that they should really separate us or really be defined all that much. So as to your question about theological triage, I'm not sure the metaphor perfectly holds up, but it's still a good one to really consider. Uh, we, we shouldn't divide over issues that don't affect essential doctrines of the faith. Of course, there would be those who debate over what are essential and not, right? And, and they argue over, well, who even gets to decide? Is it Moeller? Who is it, right? So it's never a perfect system and will always be a bit messy, right? But as to your day-to-day life, it is wise to decide and use your church, your pastors, leaders, those you trust, as a help whenever you're confused about what is essential and worth dividing over, and what can you simply let go over love for a brother or sister in Christ? Good question. Another good question, very simple. Is there seven heavens? Simple answer first. No, there's not. I'm not really sure where the idea of seven heavens even comes from. The only time in scripture that anything remotely like this idea is mentioned, uh, is found in Paul's testimony, you might remember, 2 Corinthians 12, 2, he said this, he's talking about himself. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. See this is all, almost definitely though, Paul is referring to the spiritual realm. The other two heavens are the sky and then like outer space. That's how they would refer to them. So the third heaven would be the spiritual realm. See, some even claim there's nine levels of heaven, which that's based on Dante's Divine Comedy. But that's a fictitious work, and it should never be given credence in reality. So while there are rewards, certainly, we're told in Scripture, given in heaven, based on righteous works for Christ, there is zero scriptural evidence whatsoever that there are different heavens that are set aside for different people based on actions or something like that. Good question. Third question, and really good one, said in Ask 330, when you talk about churches, etc., taking stands on how they treat the whole transgender issue and why we had to pull out of that support for that ministry, that supported that ministry, but w- what if someone, here's the question, is gay or also as a transgender kid, uh, what should my response be? You'll hear, you're judging them, and I thought Christians weren't supposed to judge and I've gone a long time without saying anything about it, but should I end the relationship? I'm not sure how to handle it. What do Christians say in this situation? They tell me he was born in in, in the female form, but is really a boy. When I ask uh, them to think about that God, when I ask, do they think God made a mistake? I always get, God didn't make a mistake, but it's been the journey of what he was supposed to be. It's a journey of finding his true self. I'm at a loss, says the person who asked the question, knowing what to say. Long question, but I wanted to read it all because it's a very sensitive topic. So first, the idea that Christians don't make judgments is preposterous. Everyone who has any wisdom at all makes judgments all the time. You look at a situation, you look at a person or an activity and you make a decision, whether you think it's good for you, for them, or right, or even true. Everyone does this. God never asks us to not be wise and make judgments. What he tells us to not do is judge people's souls because that remains his purview, God's purview. However, he does command us to live out biblical truth, and therefore we're not judging, right? What we're doing is we're recognizing that God has already judged those things. So it's not for me to judge you, but if you blatantly lie to me, well, I can call it wrong. Why? Not because I say it's wrong, but because God has already judged that lying is wrong. See the difference? Now, when it comes to the very sensitive topics of identity and gender, we need to categorize those we're talking to. Are they not a Christian? Well, then why would I expect them to live out God's truth? I shouldn't. They're blind and lost. They need to know and hear the gospel. So I'm not going to waste time, you know, judging them or criticizing them or coming against them. If they ask my opinion on it, right, they invite that and I'll certainly give my biblical answer and I'll do it in love. But I don't need to force it on them. If they demand that I or the church or my family accept it as true, then I also need to, in love, refuse to, to acknowledge that as truth. Can't do it. However, what if they call themselves a Christian? See, now it's a little different. We now do need to show them what the Bible says about identity and gender, and we need to refute their claims. We do so, though, with respect, with kindness, gentleness whenever possible, and we try to do it in the right situation. Yelling at someone in front of others or showing lack of respect or doing it on social media, it's just not okay. It never works, and it's not going to be godly. Lastly, when it comes to, like as you said in your Question, a pastor, church leader, or a ministry that the church supports. We have to rightly judge based on biblical truth because they're held to a higher standard. So as for this relationship you're talking about, I would hate for you to cut them out of your life. Only do so if they're toxic to you or harmful to you or someone in your family or someone around you. If they simply just disagree with you in biblical truth, that's hard, it's frustrating, but continue to pray for them. Continue to gently come alongside them, show them. Uh, what the truth is and continue to pray for them and love them as best you can. Great questions. This is the end of this edition of Ask. Hopefully we'll see you in church this weekend. If you don't have a church home, try Cornerstone. See you Saturday at 5 or Sunday at 9 or 11. Three different options, all the same. We'd love to see you there. Come see me if I've never met you in person. In the meantime, make sure you go to cornerstonebv.org and uh, submit your questions for an upcoming edition of Ask. God bless you. See you soon.